Can I just say, you're a rare find. Running a brick and mortar business, raising some kiddos, and juggling all of life's offerings. Let's just be real and call you what you are. You're a rebel woman. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears in creating a storefront that lights you up, serves your clients well, and contributes significantly to the community you love. You are my hero, and I'm pretty sure we could sit down and talk shop for hours, because I get it. Hey there, I'm Melissa Rose, and I'm your visibility coach for brick-and-mortar businesses who want more clients coming into their doors. I have a passion for helping and serving those who are also living life on the edge, going for their dreams, and creating a legacy through their kick-ass business. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty-gritty of running a successful brick-and-mortar. We're going to share stories, talk strategy, and learn practical tips that leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to create the life of your dreams. So let's get real. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brick and Mortar Visibility. This podcast episode is going to be a little different because we are diving back into the archives. We have been around the block here for about 18 months, and I wanted to pull out some of my favorite episodes and yours. So we dug back and looked at our downloads and which ones resonated and which ones would be timeless for you to hear now. And this one is featuring my best friend, Sarah Kopecki. Sarah and I met about five years ago. She actually lives in my neighborhood and she put out on our Facebook group that she wanted to start running. And was there anybody in the neighborhood who would like to join her at 6am on like a, the next Friday or something? And I said, sure. Along with about four or five other people. But guess what? I was the only one who showed up. <laughs> So that is how our friendship started, by huffing and puffing, jogging. We weren't runners at the time, but we started running, and we ended up running a marathon together. And that marathon has been a metaphor for our lives of what we've gone through. We both went through some things in our marriages. We went through things with our businesses and growing pains, and we have used that marathon metaphor for all of it because honestly, it's just one step forward, one step forward, one step forward. The days are long, but the years are short and so much can happen if you just keep going. So without further ado, I invite you to enjoy this podcast episode with my dear friend, Sarah Kopecki. Welcome, Sarah. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> How fun is this? I know, right? <laughs> We're like dressed up. We're actually not in our running clothes and our walking clothes and not freezing. Yes. That's very nice. <laughs> okay, so I ask everybody this question. The first question is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, a couple things that I was looking at that interested me were, one, being a chef, because I really enjoyed cooking, and two, I always thought being a flight attendant would be really fun because you could travel everywhere. <laughs> what I I really didn't honestly know what I wanted to be. I didn't have big dreams of, oh, I'm going to be this when I grow up. I knew I just did not want to work in an office. I didn't, I knew I couldn't sit at a desk all day. So I knew what I didn't want to be, right. but I had a hard time really trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. So yeah, 
funny. A yeah. flight attendant. That's a totally, flight attendant. I could totally see you doing that. I think, it, I think it would be so fun. And then, I mean, think about all the places you could travel uh-huh. and all the people, the relationships. Yeah. Like, oh, I would just love that. I, I love that. that. I eat that stuff up. I mean, just getting to know people. Oh, is t- totally my passion. That so, is. That's your gift. It, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so the that's awesome. So the next question I always ask people is, when did you decide to either pursue your business seriously? Like for me, it was I was already doing it. It just took it to a different level. Or when did you decide that this is what I want to do? That's a really great question too. So I think you know the thing that got me into real estate to begin with was I just kind of hit a low in my life and didn't really know who I was and kind of just. <laughs> what am I going to do with my life? Like I, I didn't know where I was going and everything. And so I think hitting that low point in my life made me realize that there were lots of opportunities to grow from there. And so really I'm already at the bottom. Uh, I can only go up from here kind of a thing. And so one thing I, that was interesting to me was homes, looking at homes. And also I love building relationships. Mm -hmm. So then looking at being a real estate agent, because not only can you show pretty homes to people, but you can also establish and build that relationship with them. So it just seemed like a really good fit for me, but it was scary because it's commission based. And so being kind of in this place that I was just kind of at rock bottom, I thought, well, why not? Why not try it? And so Signed up for the real estate classes, signed up for a marathon with you, and just went all in and decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to face my fears head on. And I think then when I really brought my business to the next level was two years in. Mm-hmm. So I um, was a real estate agent for two years and just had, again, all these fears holding me back from my true potential. And it wasn't until I had friends speaking into my life, seeing that there was more potential there and really encouraging me to go for it. So I think really having people, business-minded people, friends that surround you is so important. That accountability, just kind of seeing the things you can't see Mm -hmm. and speaking into your life was definitely vital for me to really take it to the next level. So, yeah. You were at a downpour point in your life prior to real estate. Prior to real estate. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, just, uh, getting into real estate and, you know, kind of taking care of myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, working on all the things. I hired a life coach and just really invested in myself and worked really hard on the things that I needed to change to better myself. And then, you know, in the long run, ended up bettering my family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Okay, so you started to do that work on yourself. How long yep. did it take? Do you feel like before you started to feel, see, realize a difference? Yeah, so it was a process. I think I worked on myself for a good six months before I was kind of like, okay, now I need to go do that next step. Mm-hmm. And there were some hard decisions that were made in that next step that were critical in moving forward in my relationship and with my husband, with work, just, you know, in all areas of my life. And so, you know, I would say good six months of me investing in myself and 
you know, being surrounded again by friends who are supporting us and supporting me and everything. And then you kind of still are like, where am I going? Okay, now what? <laughs> you know? And again, having those friends to help direct you and give you that next step. Because looking at the whole picture is so overwhelming. But having people break it down for you and go, okay, well, now just focus on this. Mm-hmm. Now just focus on this. Okay, well, now you have your real estate license. What do you do? Okay, well, I have this connection with this team and, you know, connecting me and everything. So I, it just, again, yeah, surrounding yourself with people that can see those things for you, give you clarity in those steps was really vital. And I often say that it's always there. The next step is always there. Mm-hmm. Just, it's around you. You just have to see it or hear it. When you say, I love, I love how you said investing in yourself because I'm a big advocate of that as well. And that can take many different forms. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about how you invested in yourself? Yeah. So one way was running getting up in the morning, having a good morning routine. And I would not have just done that myself. It was setting up that accountability, knowing that another person was waiting for me to come pick them up in the morning to go running. Had I not had a friend, you to do that with, I wouldn't have done it. So one, yes, good morning routine. Two, having that accountability. Again, all day long, I'm going to say accountability and having your village to to help you through those steps. So I've invested in myself that way. And then really just try to create good boundaries, good healthy boundaries in some different areas. For example, you know, just carving out time for myself. I had a really difficult time. We had a two-year-old at the time. And so I was mama all the time and wife and trying to do real estate and trying to train for this marathon and try to do all these different things. And so really just making it a priority to take out, you know, one hour, two hours to just go shopping or go for a hike. Just created some time for myself to reset Mm -hmm. so I could be a better mom, so I could be a better wife, so I could be a better business owner. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. A lot of times, we're the last person to think of. And if we're empty, we can't be there for other people and fill other people's cup with our empty cup. So it's super mm-hmm. important to invest in yourself. Yeah. What nitty gritty, raw, fun thing are you challenged right now? This could be personally, we, we all go through these parts in our business and our life. They're, we're always going through something. We're always moving up, leveling up, growing, being challenged. Right now, I mean, you've been in your business how long now? Yeah, so three and a half years. Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. a baby. (laughs) (laughs) But she's crushing it, (laughs) y'all. So three years in business, and and that, I think, is a pivotal moment, Mm -hmm. too, because you're under the five-year mark, but you're still receiving this growth or experiencing this growth, and you kind of have your things in place, and you know what you're doing, so Mm -hmm. it's not like you're a newbie on on Mm -hmm. the block. But we're always growing and leveling up or going through something. So what is Mm -hmm. something that you could share with our listeners that you're going through right now that you're like, I don't know how to do this? Yeah. Um, one is work-life balance. I think that's uh, always a tricky thing, and you always hear that you know that phrase or that term, work-life balance, and you're always striving for that. And really, kind of coming to the realization, there is no good work-life balance. You know, everybody comes up with their kind of word of the year, and I've always been shy, you know, to do that because I don't know, just because everyone else is doing it, so I'm not going to do it. But this year, I I really thought about if I. If I was going to come up with a word for the year, what would that word 
be. And my word for the year was mindfulness. And the reason I thought that that was an important word for me to kind of hold on to or, you know, goal to have for the year was because I came to the realization there is no good work-life balance. But when I'm with my kids, I need to be mindful that I'm with my kids. When I'm with my husband, I need to be mindful that I'm with my husband. And when I'm at my job, I need to be mindful and do a really good job at my job. And you need to create healthy boundaries there. So what does that look like? But it's been a constant struggle because I love my job so much. I could work all the time Mm -hmm. and neglect my family and neglect my kids. It is a huge struggle for me to kind of put my phone down Mm -hmm. when my kids are around because they need me. My job needs me. My people need me. And another struggle is, you know, there's a lot of realtors right now because the market is really, really good. And so how do you set yourself apart too? What are you going to do differently? And when I first became a realtor, I thought, well, I'll just be available all the time because you know what? I've seen these other realtors and they're, you know, done. They only work nine to five. And so I'm going to be available all the time. And that's worked for a while until now it's, I'm on call all the time and it's affected my family. So I'd say that's my biggest struggle is, uh, finding that quote unquote, perfect work-life balance. So what are some things that you're trying to implement or work through that? So you, that's awesome. You recognize it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what are things that you're really trying to do this or you're, mm-hmm. you know, so that. Yeah. So I think creating healthy boundaries will start with the beginning of the morning. Yeah. So I don't really work until 9 a.m. Uh, most days. Now, if I have an appointment, obviously there's some exceptions to that, but my morning is with my kids and then I'm a mama until 9 a.m. Unless I have a client who is in <laughs> dire need and I know, um, but I'm a mom until 9 a.m. I drop my kids off at childcare at school and that's kind of a non-negotiable. I've had to make that a non-negotiable. And so that's one area Two, then on the days that I pick them up from school and childcare, uh, I put on that mama hat mm-hmm. and I say from this time to this time, my phone is on the hook on the charger and I am going to be a mom. We're going to play games. We're going to make dinner together, whatever it is. Again, being mindful and being present in those times. So we, I might be a little bit more limited to how much I'm spending with them, especially when the market's a little bit hotter and busier, but in those times that I do, making it very quality. And then with my husband, you know, making sure that we're going on those date nights weekly. And then it's not just a restaurant where we're like, you know, talking about the kids, but trying to do fun events or going golfing or going hiking or doing things that we can kind of create a better connection with. And not saying that just going out to eat is not creating a good connection, but you know, there's something about going and doing something together. It's just, it's fun and it creates, it, it keeps your marriage fun and exciting, I would mm-hmm. say. So just being more mindful in how I spend my time with my family, I think is this what I've been trying to challenge myself to do. Good. I love that. Yeah. It's not always easy though. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's not about how much, how much, as much as the quality right. of the time. And that is so true. Like you can spend right. 10 minutes of really good time with your kiddo. And that, right. and that's for me. You give me 10 minutes of really good time and I'm good. You right. know? But my final question is, what is something that you don't get asked that people, that you wish people would ask you? Oh, Ooh, I, I threw that at you. Oh, no. <laughs> and this could be anything. Like it could be anything. Not that I wish people would ask me, but I I think just recently I've come across, uh, just in the last 
few weeks here, four people have shared with me that they're getting a divorce. And so I want to be private out of respect for my, you know, my marriage and my family about, you know, the things that Dave and I have gone through, but also I kind of wish that more people knew and knew how difficult marriage is, but that there is hope and not, you know, not to say that you can't get divorced or that's not okay because that's not what I'm saying at all. But I think a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's a sad thing and divorce is hard too. And sometimes people think, you know, that I I can't make it through this or I don't want to make it through this because that, you know, there's, I've got to be treated better or things like that. But I think not enough people fight for it. And I, I don't want mean to offend anybody, but what Dave and I went through was really, really tough. And we fought, we both fought really, really hard for our marriage. And I think, you know, not saying that most people wouldn't have done that, but I, I don't know that most people would have because it is easier just to be like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, so I think the way that I would answer this is that I wish I could talk to people more about it, encourage them in their marriages, because I know how ugly divorce can be. And I know that how wonderful, if you can get, if you both are willing to work at it, how wonderful the other side of it can be because, because we're there. And I just, you know, it, it just, it truly does make me feel, you know, sad to see people, to see people go through it because I know how hard it is. But again, two people have to be willing to work on it. And so I do not in in any way judge anybody who's gone through a divorce because both people and had my husband not been willing to work on it. I would be divorced right now, Mm -hmm. but he was willing to work very hard, very hard for months and months and months. This was really good, Sarah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Oh, thank you again for having me. It's always so fun chatting with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll talk later. Peace. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. You're still listening. You are such a rebel woman and you have to be part of the tribe. So if you love this podcast, be sure to leave an honest rating and review on your favorite podcast app. And I'll be sure to shout you out on the next episode. Have a great day. Peace.